You're listening to the Scottish Football Forums podcast, the home of Scottish football banter. Good evening, welcome to the Scottish Football Forums podcast. Uh, I'm John, I'm your host for this evening, and tonight I'm joined by Jordan Chris again. How you doing? Yeah, good guys. There he is. Oh, I'm feeling invincible. Oh, I, I predicted that would happen. <laughs> I was thinking earlier, I was thinking, oh, like quite often this season, been joining me and Aberdeen have had a good win with say I were just dandy. And you, you were kind of come on. I'm just hoping next week you're not coming on saying that still. <laughs> T- ten seconds, Chris, come on. <laughs> uh, it was even quicker than Adam Rooney's goal. <laughs> if he's had that in the podcast sweep about how quickly Chris would say that, well done. Aye. So it's not often I must say we're getting um, continuity selection here. It's been three of us for a good few weeks now. Aye, the cream always rises to the top, and like keep the, the best. <laughs> so, aye. On the reverse of that, we get back to the normal form of the charity bets, didn't we? Aye, unfortunately. <laughs> did, did I did I say that Dundee Motherwell would win? I was that new pair. Well, see, see after mid. Obviously, after midweek in hindsight, but I was thinking, looking at it, see when I seen the odds, I checked it about three times to think, that can't be right, how much we're going to win off that alpha double. <laughs> and then I went, no. Oh, yeah. I, I think we were in the, under false impression it was going to be a dead rubber weekend. Aye, we sort of right. predicted Inverness, wouldn't he? Um, win against uh, Dundee. But there you have it. Uh, I, I knew McKenzie turned the phone. Hooray! <laughs> <laughs> Aye, he'll be back in Sky before we know it. He's already been back in Sky. He was in Sky Sunday, unfortunately. Yeah, but I wasn't that bad because he was looking miserable. <laughs> uh, so aye, the charity bet useless. Um, that might be the last one of the season. I would think. I don't know whether we've got a bet for the the playoff. Don't you rate that one? I don't know. If we'd have a first goal scorer at least. Maybe find out from McBookie. Someone could maybe tweet them just now and ask. Mm-hmm. And then we'll know whether we've got one. I think it's technically a top flight game. Yeah. Aye. It's called the Premiership. Yeah. Aye, so probably not. Probably not. Um, and the other one, aye, Greg Spence. Aloha. Aye, that didn't come in. So. In fairness aye. to Greg Spence, it wasn't his doing. <laughs> he did score a hat trick. <laughs> he just never got the first goal. Yes. Yeah. It was two minutes to Yeah. Aye, but they won't be remembering his hat trick. Nope, they'll remember the penalty missed in the shootout. Aye. So, aye, a bit of a classic there anyway. 4 3. Brilliant game behind Uh, BBC Elbow. Did you watch it? Aye, I've seen bits and pieces of it and I watched the the shootout. But aye, goals come on as well because the the League One playoff. Uh, I think at, we mentioned it last week Forford could have a chance and they thumped Peterhead in the reverse pitcher yeah, 5-1 Peterhead were always up against it right enough because um, Lori McAllister was suspended for a second leg so that doesn't give an excuse for bad defending though no I know it doesn't I mean, <laughs> I mean that was what unless you lead from the front 7-2 in aggregate so well done Forford because we looked at the odds last week Forford were 5-4 to four to go through Breakit were 13-8 so actually Neither of the favourites went through there. However, the other playoff, the League Two playoff final, unfortunately, 
uh, East Kilbride lost in penalties to Kilburn Beath, so Kilburn Beath preserve their league status. Aye, well, we, I mean, we say unfortunately because that's refreshing through the pyramid. But uh, I'm sure, yes. I'm sure, in Kilburn Beath are delighted to have made it in that similar position next season. Uh, East Kilbride, on the other hand, back to Lowland League next season, uh, and I would, I would assume they'll be they'll be hoping back in the playoffs next season. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and then we found out. Well, Dundee United won the, the Premiership playoff semi-final. Only uh, first. Quirk. Yes, because it was, what, 13 minutes ago or something like that? Uh, yes. Falkirk uh, all up. 76 minute. Murray got the, the equaliser. And then Dixon with his first goal in about three years. <laughs> get the winner. Falkirk really are um, the specialists in playoff failure. That's three times in the last four years and they've still not managed to come through. Uh, so what we're saying is Falkirk are the bridesmaids, never the bride. Is that aye? Pretty much, yeah. And aye, we'll come on to who, well, everyone knows who they're facing in the the playoff, you know, the Premiership final anyway. Yeah, spoiler uh, Aye. <laughs> so if you've not seen it, here, here we go, aye. Uh, they play Hamilton. <sighs> what do you fancy? Hamilton are done United. I don't know, but I do, I do like uh, Jeff Waddle. They'll give you a shout out. You tweeted us about Tony Andrew possibly scoring or the decider, and how often does a an ex player come back and haunt their old team? Um, I don't know. I don't know about Hamilton. I, don't, I think the the the, the, the good win against Dundee will boost their confidence, and I think the the top flight team has such an advantage in the the, the playoffs. It's, it's, um, I mean, I know Hamilton obviously came up through the playoffs when they beat Hibs, but that should never happen. But it's, I mean, Hibs are two 0 up for the first leg. Hamilton, <laughs> they bend it at East, Easter Road. So uh, I, I, I think Danny Rater are going to struggle. They, they struggled to get past Falkirk. That was a, a, a late show, as we said already. But uh, I, I would like to see Danny Rater come up. I mean, Tannadice was always one of my favourite uh, away venues when I was when I was actually going to away games. Okay, next season. <laughs> Yeah. Aye. It's, it's, always, it's always been a kind of favourite uh, venue of many people I know as well so I would like to see him come back up we'd get the Dundee Derby as well but obviously we'd lose the Lanarkshire Derby now if that happened I think a player that could be vital for Hamilton in these playoffs is uh, Templeton he, he looks as though he, now he's got himself to fitness he's um, you know, becoming a key player he was really good in, at the weekend there and he scores a good goal against Ross County in the, the unlucky game that they had last midweek Aye, we'll see what happens. Obviously, first first leg is Thursday. Thursday, uh, Sunday, ta- ta- Thursday at Tannadice and then Sunday at Hamilton. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, Inverness, they made a good run of it at the end, but too little, too late. Yeah, they were always up against it. Um, we said that last week. I mean, they, they did their part last week. They got the, the two wins that they needed. They were just on Hamilton also picked off, didn't they? Yeah. And unfortunately, they never got rid of the bad eggs. Yeah, that was an interesting. Uh, it's not bad thing. apples. Well, bad eggs, bad apples. Aye, they had bad apples, but uh, Richie Foran's the core of it. Oof. Oh, nice oh, oh! We can edit that one out, can't we? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think uh, uh, Richie Foran. I think admitted that he has to take a lot of the blame himself, but he did point out there was like two or three so. Problems that maybe she got rid in January. Never alluded to who they were, but well, I forgot. I'm going to squid even try and guess. 
Yeah, I mean, the weird thing is when they were talking, he said after the game that he'd like to keep 10 of that starting 11, the 11th obviously Greg Francis is on his way to Aberdeen. Yeah. It makes you wonder, he said, apart from two players, Mackay and Lang, he said all that squad for day one, including Alex Fisher, who came out of nowhere um, for six months, you know, why is he not playing that squad throughout the season? I think Richie Foran's got to take the ball. It's um, no, I feel for him doing this. I like them. I think they've um, contributed a lot to Scottish football in the time they've been here. Um, but um, the oh, yeah, decision to go to keep with Richie, died, calm down. I know that, but <laughs> no. <laughs> but I think um, you know, a point Richie Foran was a cheap option and a massive mistake. Uh, uh, Thirty-four uh, points would have been enough to keep them up the last couple of seasons. That's that. It's, it's, it's been a tight uh, battle down at the bottom of the Premiership the entire season. Well, I mean, we've spoken about it several times in this podcast. It's been down. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But, yeah, you look at it. You know, Inverness have finished just four points behind Motherwell, who are ninth. Only three points behind the D and tenth. <laughs> a point behind Hamilton, eleventh. So it was close, but um, oh, it's mm-hmm. just not enough. Aye, they were just the worst of a bad bunch at the bottom of the table. Because the bottom, the bottom four were all, I would say, pretty poor for that season. And yet we're one of only four teams to take points off Celtic. I well, Hamilton beat us. Hamilton beat us twice. <laughs> exactly. It's just well, so that's probably yeah. kept them up. It has. Aye. Well, aye, aye. There, there was, they, they mentioned that on the radio. There was a, a late goal that they got against somebody a couple of weeks ago as well that ultimately has, has, has saved them because, let's say, we're only a point ahead of Inverness. They got a win where they probably looked like they could have got a draw. I think it was, was it St. Johnson? Uh, was that maybe St. Johnson? Yeah, yeah, I think so. That was the game where Swenson Foster fought. Yes, yes, exactly. That was the game. So that's that. I mean, <laughs> Hamilton have technically stayed up because two St. Johnson players fought each other. Uh, <laughs> Technical knockout. I, <laughs> I think, to be fair to Hamilton, probably being avoiding relegation is about the best they can hope for in terms of budget and everything like that. Well, they've got the lowest budget in the league, so I mean, Martin Cannon gets such a, um, you know, a lot of people don't rate him as a manager, but see if he was to keep them up for a fourth term, which I don't think Hamilton have even achieved. You no, know, he's done his job. Yeah. By hook or by crook, I mean. I mean, right, you're hard right there, but yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. I, don't so, have, I don't have too much else to say about the bottom six, but um, congratulations to Ross County who finished seventh. Aye, <laughs> on the same points as Hearts in fifth. Yeah. Well, when you play, when you play like five lesser teams, it's, uh, it's easier to pick up the points, I suppose. Well, it's only, only one loss in the last ten, though, Ross County, in the league. Yeah, but well, that one, well, at least one of them was there for the assistant. So, <laughs> the, the infamous Alex Sharp dive. Another team who took points off Celtic. <laughs> yeah, well, there wasn't many, was there? But the other but was that Liam Boyce became the... But that was Liam Boyce, top scorer in Scotland now. Yeah, um, yeah but he was two ahead of Scott Sinclair going into the going into Sunday's games. And Sinclair. I'll tell you what, you did get a good odds at that uh, back in January, even probably after that, because I think they all thought Dembele was going to run away with it. I think up until Dembele got injured, Liam Boyce was about 10-1. Well, you say that, I mean, Scott Sinclair was, I think he spent most of the season ahead of Dembele on goals scored in the league. Um, it's in other competitions that Dembele's been the, the Celtic's top scorer. Top scorer. But, uh, in, in the league, Sinclair has, has been out in front and scored in charts for most of the season, as far as I remember. Ah, it was just the bookies. 
think they fancied Dembele to come good. Yeah. I mean, he, he had a, a kind of dip in form, kind of end of November, start of December, um, and then obviously when it injured, the, no, that's not helped either. But, um, I, I mean, there's plenty of there's plenty of praise for Celtic to be had, but uh, full credit to Liam Boyce. And get all those goals. It's, Calm it's, down, let's not have too much praise. <laughs> I'm working it on. Um, is he possibly, is he back in training? Dembele, yeah. Aye. Just, just talk to him and be able to make the cup final. Most likely they'll be on the bench though, you'd imagine. Having not featured against Hearts, yeah, I would I'd be surprised if he started. But yeah, I think if he's good. And it, it, it'd be hard to justify dropping Lee Griffiths. Despite Aye. Um, it's tantrum. The 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 completely blown out of proportion, uh, moaning about being subbed off. Aye, but he got his mum to write a letter. To, uh, to, <laughs> so it's alright. <laughs> to apologise for his behaviour. Yeah. He never really gets mum to write a letter, but he did apologise, didn't he? Was it sent a text at seven o'clock in the morning that said something like that. Aye, he'd thought about it. So, he, I mean, he, he, even well, even interviews after the game against us, so it was Brendan Rodgers out like, it's, this is a team game. You need to understand why I made that decision. I know what Lee Griffiths is like. He's a he wants to play, and all good strikers want to play. So he's, he he forgot himself for a moment. In the heat of the moment, it's, it's all done. Now. And that's what it should be. But so many yeah. people want to make a thing out of it. So Andy Walker, oh, he's, that's cost him his cup final place. Like, Shut up. Aye, right, well, we quite often say sharp about Andy Walker. Andy Walker, so no, it's no, not not yeah, new there. Uh, if we go back to we'll skim through the midweek fixtures last week um, no, we however, however well Mother, we'll, skim, we'll skim through the other two <laughs> main talking talk point from Tuesday uh, would have been Motherwell made themselves safe with a 3-1 win against Kelly yeah and, and the, Ross Ca- the Ross County win over Hamilton made, made sure that they yes which they, which they took, on they the took full advantage yeah. of it on Wednesday because they beat Dundee 2-0 so mm-hmm. Yeah, and then um, St Johnson beat Hearts as well. And then there was the Rangers Aberdeen game, which I st- still can't believe wasn't on TV. Um, however, I did manage to see it um, through Rangers TV. That doesn't is they too good. Uh, I've seen yeah, Aberdeen recent games on Celtic TV and Rangers TV. However, it's much more fun watching a game on the Rangers TV when obviously Aberdeen have won. The yes. game, um, because yeah, they, they didn't have much to to shout about. It was Peter Loving and someone else uh, that was a commentators. Uh, we we we, are so, a big, we in the, the the Celtic community are a big fan of the Rangers commentator these days. He, he's brought so much joy <laughs> to us in recent games. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, aye, it's it's obviously going to be the in-house commentary is going to be biased. But I've heard Laurie and Hearts TV. He's nothing like the guy in Rangers TV. He's far more subdued and, and fair. And, um, the, the Rangers TV guy is probably the most biased commentary I've heard on a, an in-house production. But, yeah, as I say, they didn't have anything at all to, to celebrate um, last week. Well, that was about it. But Aberdeen were totally dominant. Um, Shinny, again, terrific. McLeod, the whole midfield. The whole team, actually, uh, was superb. I think, in terms of chances that Angels had, there was not very many. You still there? I'm here, I just disappeared. Aye. <laughs> thought it was a... so, we'll carry on. So, aye. Shinny, 
who scored a few goals recently. I think that's something as well. That season he'll push on and do more of. Because um, he's played actually a more advanced role in kind a of box to box. Yes. Uh, even maybe even better the fact two Rangers players clapped into each other. Um so <laughs> But yeah, great from Shinny. Um great captain's performance. Be interesting to see what happens on Saturday. Uh, whether Jack comes in and if so regards to the captaincy. Yeah, be tempted not Attempted to just call with what? I think what the, the difficult thing um, for Aberdeen coming up is the fact you can't play Ryan Christie. He, yes. obviously, he obviously got the, the winner at Ibrox on uh, Wednesday night and scored he two did. goals against Thistle at the weekend as well. Yeah, very Sick, clever. Sick was an absolute position. Aye, we'll go on to that. Aye, but I, um, in terms of the goal for the t- to get the win, very clever positioning. Um, and I, but he might not be playing on Saturday, but there is, no, I've heard talk that he might be an Aberdeen player in that season. Whether it's, I don't know whether on loan or whether it'll be permanent, but we'll see what happens. Because you would think if he goes back to Celtic, he would still find it pretty hard to get in the team. I would think so, yeah. yeah the competition uh, that have gone there, because you've got McGregor, Armstrong, um Rockets, they're the main three just now, and then you've got Liam Henderson sitting in the sidelines. They've just got rid of Chris Commons. Um, was I not thought they were going to bring another attack midfielder as well? Yeah, possibly, it remains to be seen what's going to happen in the summer, but there's always that possibility we could bring someone in. Yeah, so. Was it but Celtic paid, what, 500 grand for Christie? So, would, I, th- I would imagine they'd be looking for at least that in a, um, for a permanent deal out, so. Another loan deal I would take for yeah, another I, season. I, I think I, no, I think nobody would say it hasn't been a successful loan deal at Aberdeen. He's, he's obviously been a, a hit up there. Um, he's, been, he's been on the goal sheet quite a few times as well. So I, I think we'd certainly be, at the very least, looking to see if he could fit in our plans. And if he doesn't fit in our plans, he'd be looking to sell him on for a, a, a reasonable amount of money. The only issue I would have about him coming back on loan is he still couldn't play against the games that matter. Yeah. Which is against Celtic. Yeah, that could be a bit disruptive. Um, so as much so, as you can play him against the likes of Rangers and gets the goals there and Thistle and gets the goals there, when it comes to it, if you can't play him against Celtic, you're swapping him out, putting someone else in that doesn't play all the time. Exactly. Unless it's Scott Wright, and then he just comes in and scores a hat trick. Yes, yeah. It, I think I've seen a start about him being the first teenager to score a hat trick in the league since Anthony Stokes when he was in Falkirk days. Yes, I, I tweeted that. I retweeted it. Everybody. Obviously, it wasn't me, but I. Yep. It's uh, first goals for the club as well. Was that so, his first game or his first as well? Or was it second was second start. Oh, okay. Uh, he has featured a few times. Well? Made his debut. Yeah, he made his debut in 2014 European tie. Uh, only 19. He's been about for a while in terms. Of, he was in the Scotland under 16 team a few years back. They did pretty well. So he's been one that I've kind of been keeping an eye on. So. Well, with McGinn going, you no, know, it's good to see that Wright's, um, you know, knocking the door to say I'm ready to step up. But I think we've been linked with a couple of wingers like Maloney was linked, and I think we're, there's talk about Mackay Stephen as well. Yeah, I've seen that one as well. Just a cast off. Huh? Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> Except F. Ambrose, just you keep him or send oh, him. Oh, no, I was going to say, I was going to talk as he's going to have. So. <laughs> Well, he's won two two uh, titles. Ju- yeah, he just turns up for title celebrations these days. Aye, it's like the new John Terry. He's flipping marvellous. 
Aye, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but did either you get to see any of the game then at Ibrox last week or uh, last week or did you? Did you know? No, I only seen that blip. John, I just uh, I just saw the highlights as well. Um, but it was good to get the, before I get cut off the um, the it was good to get the monkey off the back and uh, and uh, clinch that second place officially. So technically, wasn't done at that point. Yes, yes. Te- technically, you could still be caught if if, if Rangers have won some point seventeen. Yeah, yeah, that, that, that put it up. Yeah. The only real negative for Aberdeen was obviously the sending off uh, Stockley. That's stupid. Yeah, I agree. Aye, it's not the first time um, this season. I think we don't sit off three times. Yeah, and again, he would have no probably started against Partick this on Saturday and or sorry Sunday um, to stake a claim for the Scottish Cup final team. But he blew that, and there's no chance he'll start. I don't see him starting Saturday, but we'll wait and see. I don't yeah. know why has started Stockley against us a couple of times. He seems to like bringing uh, Rooney off the bench. I don't understand it because Rooney always seems to be a bigger threat against Celtic than Stockley does. I think, certainly, the I think certainly the last fixture he wanted Stockley there to be a bit more di- direct at times. Not all the time because obviously we mentioned last week it wasn't just long ball but <laughs> I think he did want him to Maybe be physical and sometimes get maybe get involved a bit more, but ah yeah, there's a few decisions to be made for for Saturday. Um, mm-hmm. As I said earlier, whether Jack comes back in, there's a corner stay in defensive mid. I take it we have to assume McGinn comes back in. To the team. So. I would have thought uh, so. And then I I would think we'll be able to start the final. With regards to Ryan Jack, um, you know, there's been a lot of talk about should he should he start if he's fit, should he not? I think that decision is going to be taken out of his hands um, for for two for two reasons. You know, one is his mind really on it, and B, if he does start, the he's not a popular player with some Aberdeen fans, and some Aberdeen fans will will boom. And personally, I don't think that's right, but some people will do it. You can't have that in a cup final day. You can't have that in a cup final day. Yeah. But we'll need to wait and see what happens. Um, but certainly he's going. He is leaving. So that, that's, yeah. that's definitely... But, ah, he's going. But, do you know, it's, it's not actually been confirmed who he's going to. And it, it might well be he ends up at Rangers. But, you know, it's not actually been confirmed that he's definitely going there. And it probably won't get confirmed after the cup final. So, you know... I, I think, um, as I say, I think it'll be taken out of his hands anyway. I think McInnes will leave him out for the good of the team. Uh, no, to be honest, I think he would have to do that. I think if he's if Jack's available, he should play him because I would imagine Jack wants to do his best to to uh, sign off the high. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I remember um, you know Charlie Nicholas. It was confirmed that he was going to Celtic, um, yeah. and he had the, he had that penalty. Um, in the 1990 Cup final which if he'd missed would have won the Cup for his future employers but yep. he, he put was... it in the top bag because he wanted his only Scottish Cup consummate professional which is what you want yeah. and he'll yeah. always just, just win my respect um, I know he's not a great pundit but he'll always be held in high regard with me for that act of class alone Yeah, and, and to put it all way I mean if, if Ryan Jack his destination is Rangers what a way to start your Rangers career than to have bore a treble for Celtic 
<laughs> if you do, if you help at that, then you get heroes welcome. <laughs> True. Aye. Well, I think we just need to trust McInnes to make the right decision. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he'll know best. Yeah. So, wait and see what happens. The games for the weekend. Was we, we all know what happened, eh? Yeah, Ross County two one come on up. We've already spoken yeah. about Hamilton thumping Dundee and Inverness beating Mullerwell as well. Yeah, there was a dead rubber game at Perth. There was a. Um... <laughs> I, I, I was so interested in what was happening, not only with us but with your team. Uh, mm-hmm. at, at that I had absolutely no idea what the score was. <laughs> I just enjoyed the Rangers until I watched sports team. <laughs> I The only thing that I heard that happened was Pedro was um, you know doing his bit with the Rangers fans. I taking selfies with him or something. No. Yeah. Yeah. I um, I did hear today from one of my friends that's a Rangers fans that supposedly Mackay's been told they can leave. Really? I've not seen it in the press or anything like that, but he seems to think that Mackay's been told they can find a new club. So it will be interesting to see what they do in the summer. Well, well I suppose like Dave King says, they're spending all the season ticket money on new players. So uh, Dave King says a lot of things. I believe it in a season. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, we touched on Scott Wright earlier. But in terms of Aberdeen, he obviously scored a hat trick. Um, another comprehensive win for Aberdeen. I was trying to check as well recently. There was obviously the record points total, but in terms of goals, if we've scored more than that amount of goals in a season. Because you've had some thumping wins this season. You're the six nil we'll finish. Russell there. You're the seven. Was it no seven nil at Dundee? Seven nil at Dundee. And seven two against uh, Motherwell. Seven two against Motherwell. That's when so, that's, that's twice he's scored seven. I don't think Celtic managed seven this season. Ah, it's what's plus thirty nine goal difference. Pretty good. Right. Fucking the cycles at end of the day. Oh aye. aye. <laughs> uh, but aye, seventy four goals. I could, certainly in Prem- since the Premiership started. It's. A record, but that's only the last few seasons. Mm-hmm. But it must have scored more at some point. It's it's the record um, for a three points for a win in terms of our total. Yeah, uh, it's right, still good going. I mean, it also uh, no breaks the monotony of the last three years when we've only won one game and lost near enough ever everyone else in the top six fixtures. Whereas this year, we've actually won three this time. So yeah. But more importantly, momentum ahead to the cup final next week. That was the most important thing. And to go uh, part of it who have been doing well most of the season, normally defensively sound, I may absolutely <laughs> annihilated them. Normally, but the last two games, no, they've forgotten about that. I think that... <sighs> champ- started that hard as early. Yeah, I think that Champions League final defeat by Rangers killed them. It must have done, right? Goal, have you seen their goal difference? They finished with minus 16. And if you've lost 11 of them in the last two games, it was almost respectable before that. Yeah. That's harsh. <laughs> I think he, Archibald mentioned they were missing 10 first team players yesterday. Yeah. But still, we wouldn't expect that margin of defeat yeah. for them. No, I, I, there was some decent goals scored by Aberdeen. It's not as if it was. It's not as if it's just really poor goals for the Sissel always. Some of them were, but some of them were for Aberdeen rather than. I think, I think the credit has to go to Aberdeen rather than criticising Sissel for anything. I mean, Sissel achieved what they wanted to achieve this season. They made top six. As soon as they did that, uh, that was that was a season of success. 
I don't think they won another game after that, did they? They got a point. No, they got a point at Tyne Castle, which yeah. was, you know, almost like a defeat. Certainly <laughs> <laughs> um, expected more changes uh, for the Aberdeen team yesterday. Mm-hmm. So I'd rest maybe a few more players ahead in that week, but... I think it's about momentum for the, the cup final. Um, you know, that was what McInnes has been talking about, momentum. I mean, he did address McGinn, which was the right thing to do. Um, and Shirley. Oh, and Shirley, of course, yeah. Yeah, I think... Okay, I think he can get in the Scotland squad. Both Celtic and Aberdeen have done exactly the same thing in the last couple of weeks. They've been resting a couple of players, but mainly it's been the, the core there and the team anyway. So I think mm-hmm. that lets you keep your momentum going as well as giving your players a rest. So that's, that's probably the, the right part. That's we go for the Glasgow treble. Yeah. Yeah, of course, because your last three games were Ibrox, uh, for Hull and Pat. Yes. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. So that would be a perfect way for it to end for us. I've got another treble set, but I'll save that for the main cup final chat. I suppose we'd better get this um, other dead rubber game out of the way from the weekend. Yeah, because I have a thump thistle 5 0 in midweek. Celtic went into the final game and uh, won that in all. 34 wins, 4 draws, 0 losses. The first time there has been an unbeaten league season for anybody in the Scottish top flight since 1899. When there was only 18 games played. <laughs> and that was the second game of the road, didn't it? Yeah. No, do you know what? People can knock the the opposite, you know, the opposition. They can say that um, Scottish foot wasn't great, but do you know something? It still takes um, a damn good side to go a full league campaign undefeated. So credit where it's due. Well done, the Celtic. Yeah, I think it's. It's not just the fact that Celtic have managed to do it unbeaten, it's the manner in which they've done it. I mean, how many times could you honestly say Celtic looked like they were in trouble? Against Motherwell, they were 2 0 down. Against St Johnson at half time, they were 2 1 down. They've not been behind all that often. So it's, it's, it's a phenomenal record that Celtic have had this season. Um, you can argue that the worst that you've played this season was the home draw with Rangers, and even then, you probably still should have won that game. Because <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Madden, the, the, the Scottish Cup final referee, by the way, uh, really, really should have given that penalty at the last minute. Okay. Um, and, and, I mean, that's, that, that's the other odd thing is, of the four draws, two of them had dodgy decisions right at the end. Two of them were also after the title had been won, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, I, uh, the Thistle draw and the, which followed the Rangers draw were both after the, the title. No, the, the Ross County and the Thistle were oh, after no, the Oh, sorry, yeah, Rangers were just before it, wasn't it? Yeah. 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 But yeah, I mean, the the Dodgers the, 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 the referred to it was that penalty in the, the Rangers game and the, the, the penalty that Shelt won in the Ross County game. I think everybody agreed that the, the, the one in the Rangers game was a penalty and obviously Shelt was suspended for two games for his dive. <laughs> so, when you factor that in, Celtic were robbed in two of the games that they actually dropped points. It's ridiculous. So I'm going, I'm, going, I'm going to give full credit to Partick Thistle because they're the only one that hung on to their draw for any more than about five minutes because even Inverness scored in the last couple of minutes whereas Thistle I think that, there was actually a missed penalty in that one so Celtic blew that one himself um, but aye, Thistle scored in about uh, uh, sort of 60 second minute or something like that in that game so they hung on for half an hour with that game yeah. to get the draw Great Any tough decisions do you think for Rodgers to make in terms of team selection on Saturday? There was a bit of concern that Semenovic went off uh, as a precaution, so I don't know how fit he is, which would mean who do you put in alongside Boyata? 
do you put in Sviatchenko, who's been a bit shaky at times? Do you play Kovaturi, who hasn't played 90 minutes since October or something? Um, I don't know what happens there. Um, other than that, I think the question is who does he play up front if, if Dembele is fit? And I think it'll be Griffiths. But I think um, in the middle of the park, it's going to be McGregor ahead of Rogic. Um You'd be hard pushed not to play Paddy Roberts now that he's decided to play in this game and not uh, the England in the 20s. I think he'll definitely play. So you'd imagine he'll start ahead of Forrest. Sinclair will probably be on the other side. Uh, Brown will be in there and Armstrong will be in there. Uh, you'd imagine Lustig will be back in the team. Tierney will be left back. Gordon will be in goal. That's a, a pretty much back to the team. Alright, Pedro. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, and you go, Sir John. The, certainly, the thing about the final is, I don't think anyone's given Alan a chance, though, is it? I am. <laughs> but that, I mean, you, you, you have to go back to the game at Petodre a couple of weeks ago. Now, I know, I never actually said it in this podcast, I got what we were talking about it, but Celtic were 3 0 up, and so were effectively defending a 3 0 lead when Aberdeen then dominated most of the game for 78 minutes, whatever it was. Um, so it's hard to tell whether that's a good indication of how Aberdeen can play or whether it was an indication of how Celtic can defend a lead or what um, but it did prove that Aberdeen can cause Celtic problems and I think that's probably a crucial thing if Aberdeen can play like that and not concede those first three goals then there will always be a chance um, yeah. It could work out well for Aberdeen in terms of the, the fact that so many folk are counting them out yeah, there's no pressure on them. Well, there, there, is, there is a kind of pressure, because obviously there is a pressure to try and yeah. win the cup. Yeah. But you're not expected to win it. Um, the fact you're even in the final is, is burst one thing that you've, has been hanging over you for nearly two decades. The, the fact you haven't been in it. 17 years? 17 years. 17 years, yeah. Um, so I know it's 27 years since you won it. Yes. Yeah. But um, when you're up against, when you're now the last possible chance of anybody domestically beating this Celtic team, you're, you're not, you're just not expected to do it. It's Celtic, the pressure's on Celtic. If Celtic blow a treble now, after everything else that's gone this season, it will be held over us for years to come. That's a big pressure. Oh, of course it is. Maybe, um, maybe not the team, but certainly for the fans. <laughs> yeah. We've got two um, treble stats that relate to Celtic v Aberdeen Cup finals. Um, they've played each other six times in finals, it's three apiece, but in two of the finals, Celtic were going for trebles. In 66, 67, we they achieved it. it. And then, and then, yeah, you just beat me to it. And on both occasions, Celtic had the European final as well. That's the only difference. Yeah, fun enough. Um, the, the other thing I'd seen uh, is that this is the first time since. 92-93 I think it was that, that it's the same two teams in both cup finals yeah and that season Rangers won the treble yeah yeah so let's hope that's not a repeat and that we're treble runners up again um, I'm hoping that me and my mate's seat numbers got a wee bit of an omen because we're seats 46-47 which is the year of Aberdeen's very first Scottish Cup win I I don't know my seat number yet. <laughs> but we'll find out. But I believe I'm on row A. Uh, so it's maybe A for Aberdeen. No, that's what. Yeah. So no, we'll take anything. Take anything. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, uh, and Should term, be a good uh, uh, just another start. In terms of 
Celtic versus Aberdeen Cup finals. Uh, it's three apiece. Celtic yeah. won the first three, Aberdeen won the second three. Yeah. I think the first of those was the, that one in 37, where they, they set the very cup attendance for a cup final, 147,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was one in the 50s. 54, that was 54, that was the year before Aberdeen won the first title. Uh, yep, and then the, the, yep. the two you mentioned, the 67 and 70, where it, that's where it flopped across. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think the other was 84. Yeah, 83-84, which Aberdeen clinched the double, and then 89-90, which Aberdeen clinched the cup double and was the subject of one of my two cup final throwback blogs, which you can view on the website. I've read it already. It's good. Yeah. Enjoyed it. The other one being the, the Celtics win in 95. Yeah. And Tosh McKinley putting the cross for Big Pierre the head past uh, <laughs> his goalkeeper whose name I can't remember right now. John Martin. There we go. He's all doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know, see, it, that, I remember that game being so bad, but I remember at the start of the game, all the Edgerton players were kissing the Duchess of Kent and all the Celtic players refused. <laughs> that was quite funny. Um, but where would Celtic, where would the Celtic team have, where would Celtic have been had they lost that cup final? I've no idea. so much pressure. Yeah. That was, that was, that was the same season we'd lost the race Rovers in the league cup final. Yeah. Uh, and we hadn't, obviously hadn't won anything since the, the 89 Scottish cup final the year before Aberdeen beat us mm-hmm. on penalties. It was a, a six-year wait for a trophy. Seems, seems a long time ago now. I'll do a proper um, cut preview this week as well, by the way. Just thought I'd get that out. Yeah. No, it's good. If, you, if you haven't read the, on the Scottish Football Forum's website, go and read them. It's good stuff. Thank you. Nervous, John, at all? Um, I'm always nervous when it comes to cut finals. <laughs> I'm actually... See, because Celtic are... Um, so heavily it's all heavily weighted in them to win the game I'm actually quite relaxed at the moment but, yeah, but ask me that Saturday oh, aye. Aye, Saturday we're different all together you know, probably not sleeping the night before and stuff like that but um, I'm looking forward to the game I must say even you know, people say but you'll probably get beat maybe we will but you know what I wouldn't be going if I didn't think there was a slight chance that we could win oh, aye, definitely. if anybody in Scotland's going to stop Celtic winning this season it's Aberdeen Mm-hmm. I, mean, I know, yeah. well, I, I say stop winning. No, stop was winning it's the cup. It's the only game that's left, right. so uh, it's. it's uh, yeah, but it, I mean, even even throughout the season, that it's it's been abundantly clear these are the best two teams in Scotland. Oh, without a doubt. So, Aye, for the last three seasons. If anybody can stop us winning a cup, it's Aberdeen. Mm-hmm. And you're yeah, right, yeah. I, for, it has been for the last few seasons, and it's, it's just. It's, it's, it's slightly surprising that it's taken this season to. To kind of stamp that into everybody's minds. It just shows what a competent manager does. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's consistency. I know we were joking earlier about the, the comment that Kachinga made about uh, Aberdeen coming to the end of the cycle, but it's it's not so much the end of the cycle that's important. It's the fact that it's the consistency of Aberdeen. The, the, the players that have been at Aberdeen for three, four, five years have uh, built themselves up into this team that. that that can get the results when they need to. When you say like, 76 points is the best that's been for, that's certainly in the three-point era. Yeah, um, it's just he's desperate for it to be end of our cycle, but that's why he's going for yeah. it after other players. Yeah, of course. Uh, and the, the fact you made both cup finals this season is, is testament to you as well. Um, I think in terms of what Aberdeen want to do in this cup final is not be as garbage as you were in the first one. 
Because yes. of of the five previous games this season that Celtic and Aberdeen have met, that was by far away Aberdeen's worst performance. Now I know you lost four one at Celtic Park uh, earlier in the season, but I think you played better that day. Well, the game was actually pretty tight up until late on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the League Cup final was a huge, huge disappointment. So you know, I can't surely can't play as bad as that. No. no, I think I think they've learned for that, and I think. The, the games between us have come since then. They've been a lot tighter. Uh, it was obviously the, the, the one that was Celtic part of Boyata get ahead of. And other than that, slack first 11 minutes of the game at Pataudry, you certainly put in a, a terrific fight. I hope it's... Well, I was going to say I hope it's an open game, but I don't like really what type of game it is if we win. But <laughs> I, would, I would think it'll be an open kind of game. Uh, I, I, th- I think it was an open game in the likelihood of Celtic will win it. I think what's yeah. more likely is if I think you need to press the way you did at oh, Audrey. And I think definitely. if you can do if you can do that throughout the ninety minutes, as well as creating the chances you were creating uh, at Audrey as well, because that, that was probably Aberdeen's biggest downfall a couple of weeks ago was the fact he never took the chances. I mean, other than the, the, the terrific strike for Johnny Hayes, uh, there was a stockway effort just after yeah. that. If you get that to three two, it could be a different game, so you have to make it a bit nervy, but when you've got a two goal lead it's a bit different. Mm-hmm. Um, I think in terms of the Jack argument, there's a there's an argument to be made as well that we play a bit quicker when Jack's not playing as well. Yeah, that might make in a difference. Where we count, which could make a difference as well. He does slow down, slow, slow things down, but he's handy to have, obviously, in that, with that. With that. So, we'll see. Uh, we're going to have a podcast next week, then? I'm sure we will. Games to cover. We won't all be happy on it. <laughs> <laughs> I, well, I'm, I'm no coming on if we don't win. Maybe Hamish will come back. Yeah, we'll have that to talk <laughs> about, and we'll have the, the, the Premiership playoff to yes. talk about. As you say, that yeah, was Thursday, Sunday. That's yeah. what, so. It seems a bit odd so, that um, the Premiership playoff is the last game of the season when it used to be the Scottish Cup final. But... Yeah, the Scottish Cup final should be the showpiece. Yeah, I just. I, I, you probably could make it a showpiece, but then you need to make it a Sunday. And I'm not a big fan of that. I'd rather have Saturday 3 o'clock, Scottish Cup final. That's when it's... I'll yeah. have some alternate weekends um, if they can fit it in the calendar. But that's a, another yeah. story for another yeah, day. It's a bit of a struggle then, isn't it? Yeah. So, uh, Scotland play England, 10th of June. And the squad was announced today. Yep. And, and Gordon Strachan's remembered when Aberdeen this. Well, he has. However, he's put the wrong player. He's put the wrong player. Aye. Uh, how, how do you go? How do you go and watch Aberdeen games and go? You know what? Mark Reynolds is a defender. I want to pick. Never mind that guy that scored at Ibrox three week. No, 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 no. Mark Reynolds. Both. Both that I can think, think is because we're so short of centre backs. It's all that I can think because Hanley's out. No, I think that's a miss. But you put me used to the Hanley. It'd be better proven. You, you would think looking at the squad, actually. Aye, there's only three centre-backs in that squad. Yeah, see, Mulgrew's missing as well. That confused me, because he played pretty well at the back. I don't think he's injured. He he scored in the the last game of the season. relegated, So I know that. So I don't quite understand why he's missing. Um, But yeah, Reynolds and McLean get called up. McLean's a good shout. I'll I'll, I'll give him that. Um, My only criticism in the midfield is... That he didn't go for McGregor like many people thought he might. Aye, possibly though. I'd also say he's th- James Forrest who hasn't really been playing recently. 
And yeah, I thought I don't know why Forrest get picked, gets picked. Uh, the other addition was Jamie Murphy, Brian. I've not seen him play for a while, but obviously Brian get promoted to so you'd assume he's in pretty good form. He's getting called up, but you never know what's tracking. He's just uh, Well the only one that should be starting out those strikers is Lee Griffiths. Um because Fletcher's not been playing. Naismith isn't playing. Martin, I suppose like Fletcher's been keeping roads out of the team I heard. Don't know how true that is, but he's still not scoring goals. No. No, he's not. No, I I agree, I think I know Lee Griffiths didn't score in the in the previous game, but he did. He did hit the woodwork, and it's probably easier to score. Um, mm-hmm. I, he did a, I did a tireless amount of work until that keeper clattered him. So um, I, now that we're, we're now in the position that Lee Griffiths is going to have played a few games uh, for his club, well, because before he wasn't really getting a game for Dembele. So that oh, means Strachan will drop him. Then. Yeah, probably. Aye. Probably Chris Martin because he scored the goal. Um, did as well. Even with the Shinny situation, see when uh, Strachan was talking about the squad, he didn't even mention Shinny, like in terms of players that missed out. He talks no. about Kevin McDonald, but Shinny just, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't think, and it's not just red, I think anyone you ever speak to, when they talk about Shinny, say he's such a good player. How, how could he not be involved? He would just be involved in the squad, no one's saying, oh, he should start. Oh, I mean, not, to be, not, not to be in the squad. That's just that's well, no, I'd, I'd rather call four goalkeepers. But Hart's been four goalkeepers called up. Well, the website three, 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 quite at the, the heights that we've seen him at before. I but, think um, Scott Fox merits a place more than Jack Hamilton to be honest. Yeah, I, d- I don't know why I don't know why BBC have missed it, but Al McGregor's in the squad as well. Oh yes, it's, in the squad. It's Gordon uh, Hamilton, Marsh and McGregor. Now, we, we, we do have an abundance of good goalkeepers. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, we can't play them all though. So we've got four goalkeepers and three centre half, so that's, that's good. Aye, aye, brilliant. <laughs> is in the squad, I don't know. What's the BBC talking about? Oh well, the BBC would uh, uh, I should know by now not to get my information off the BBC website well, I did get... see this squad tweeted out earlier but yeah. I only just scanned through it to see yeah I'm, I'm looking at the squad now on the Scottish FA's Twitter website so you've got Gordon Hamilton Marston McGregor uh, Angers listed as a defender on the BBC website but we know he can play further forward uh, Berra Stephen Kingsley Swansea Russell Martin and Norwich Mulgrew uh, Rovers Reynolds Aberdeen Roberts and the Hull Tierney Celtic and that's a defence Tierney will probably play right back again yeah, uh, worked alright there. That um, wouldn't be my preference. I'd stop on my left back, but then we don't have a right back, so we, you go with what you've got. Uh, in uh, midfield, it's Stuart Armstrong, Barry Bannon of Sheffield Wednesday, Scott Brown, obviously, uh, Tom Kearney of Fulham, Dan Fletcher at West Brom, James Forrest Celtic, Ryan Fraser at Bournemouth, James MacArthur at Crystal Palace, John McGinn at Hibs, Kenny McLean at Aberdeen, James Morrison at West Brom, and Snodgrass, technically a midfielder. Was he going to be classed? Ah, he's in as a midfielder, I. Yeah. I know he plays quite far forward. Uh, and then the strikers are Stephen Fletcher, Lee Griffiths, Chris Martin, Jamie Murphy, and Stephen Nesmith. Let's see, I imagine it'll be Mulgrew and um, Martin at this centre back here. I think we need to, because that worked as well as you would expect it to work. Um, and, well, they never conceded, so <laughs> it's a bit more improvement. Um, this is going to sting one, though, isn't it? It is, but you never know. It's a type of game whereby 
no one's really expecting anything of us, so maybe we'll get a result. But yeah, neither of you going? Nah, I'm no. I, I did contemplate it, but I'm not going. I am um, mainly for the bucket list of going to Scotland on game at Hampden. Um, looking forward to that, but it's going to be really difficult. Yeah, I was, I was, I'm, I'm going. Well, okay, I'm going. I'm supposed to have been going to the other games, and I've not been to one yet. Um, but in theory, I will be going to the, the game at Hamden, um, and it will be my, se- my second Scotland England game because I was at the one at Celtic Park a couple of years, um, which obviously was a friendly. So this is a, a proper blood and guts uh, and all the all the trimmings doing this one, and that is Hamden, which is the traditional home, as much as. I prefer Celtic Park to Hamden. I prefer Ibrox to Hamden, but that's a different one. <laughs> I'm not a, not a huge fan of the, the National Stadium, but uh, it doesn't quite seem the same when you see Scotland play somewhere else. <laughs> I've done it often enough. I've been to Ibrox and seen Scotland play a few times in the 90s. So I'm guessing that one score is getting named after the FA Cup final. I thought so, yeah. I thought we would have waited until after the Scottish Cup final. But... Well, yeah, because nope. there's always a chance that anybody could get injured in that Scottish Cup final and have to pull out. So there's, there's quite a few Celtic players there, and obviously the, the two Aberdeen guys as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything else we need to cover? I don't think and that probably sums up everything we had on our list. Yeah. Well, I'm going to assume we're not doing predictions. <laughs> Although I've already suggested uh, I think Hamilton will win the playoff. <laughs> who are you? Who are you going with, John? The playoff. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Hamilton. You're going to go Hamilton. Mm. I don't know. I've not seen. I've not seen up much of Dundee right this season, so it's hard to kind of say. Uh, I'll go Hamilton as well. So. I'm. I'm going to make another prediction, but this won't be for a good few months. I think when Strachan leaves the Scotland job at the end of this World Cup. David Moyes will be next Scotland manager. Oh my God! No, don't say that. Well, uh, <laughs> I this is how the SFA will work. That's, that's for the Scottish guy. This is this, you'll be the Scottish guy. It's how it work because nobody's going to want to employ him. He's a total, total loser. Aye, I think he's out of touch with how football works now. He was alright at Everton. He was there, did a decent job at Everton, but yeah, I think he's not adapted with the times. So, Derek McInnes is twelve to one. By the way, to be the next Sunderland manager, he's eight and some other bookmakers. Is he? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've just like I have I have Sky Sports News on, and when you were mentioning that, he's just talking about next Sunderland manager popped up. Kevin Phillips seems to be oh, favourite right. too. But Derek McInnes, oh yeah, the, the old, pl- yeah, the, the West Coast media probably have him. Yeah. The West Coast media probably have him linked with a job ahead of the Scottish Cup final just to disrupt our plans. Anyway, oh, no, yeah, conspiracy theory though. Aye. <laughs> So, aye, right, cheers for coming on, and she'll speak to you both next week, probably. Yeah, thanks very much. Come on, you Reds. Yes. Stand free. Yeah, as long as the invincibility continues, I'm happy. <laughs> Good night. Cheers. Stand free. <laughs> you know, I'm editing, right? <laughs> aye, I know. <laughs>